we acknowledge the Mamahood Maiwe podcast is recorded on the beautiful land of the Garner people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, parent, play and live. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay our respects to Elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome back to the Mamahood My Way podcast. So happy to have you here. As always, I am just loving doing these episodes every week. And this week, my goodness, it was a deep dive for me into all the things I do to be productive. It was like shining a light on my inner soul because this is how I work every minute of the day. It's all about efficiency, effectiveness, and doing things the best way I can. It doesn't always work out like that, but I have to, I have to, have to, have to have at my fingertips lots of tools, lots of approaches, lots of things I know that help because it's, it's a lot. There's a lot. And we all have a lot, right? We all have a lot to contend with. So what are the things that can just make it that little bit less manic? How can it be enjoyable? Because my number one reason for doing all of this is so that I can create more space for myself because that tends to be last on the list, right? So if I can get shit done in a quicker, more efficient, more effective way, then I've got the time to put into filling my cup filling my cup and of course spending time with the fam bam so this is probably one of the most hotly anticipated episodes i mean look i put it out there like do you want to know about this you did on the gram and so here we are i've laid it all out there i've tried to answer your questions that came through about what things i use to help me and tools and what i implement and what happens when i lose focus and all the things are going to be covered in this episode I go real deep real quick and I'd love to know what you think at the end of the episode. Hey mamas and welcome to episode 20, 20 or 20? How do I I pronounce that? I don't know. I'm getting a little bit confused with the accent again. Episode 20 of the Mamahood My Way podcast. Welcome. If this is your first episode, this is your first listen even. Uh, Hi, hi there. I'm Claire. And basically what we talk about on here is ways to fill your cup as a mama. How do we do that? What can it look like? How does it get to feel good? What can you change? What can we expand ourselves into? How can we make things better, different, all the things and how can we make it work for us so there's not ever one way it is always your way mamahood my way is my way but mamahood your way is going to look very different so that is what we're all about here one day I will record a standard intro but meanwhile you're just going to get this higgledy piggledy version I am so hoping that you're having a good week a good day whatever whatever you're listening to this I always encourage you to pop this in when you're doing something else because I am such a big fan of habit stacking, getting the shit done whilst getting other shit done. So I like to listen to my podcast when I'm cleaning or walking on the beach or driving to daycare or to work or to the beach. Also while I'm doing my shopping, 
like if I have to go to the supermarket, which I never do, because you will hear that in this podcast, how do I get productive? Um, so hopefully that's what you're doing. There's some uh, little inspo of things to to maybe combine with this little podcast listen. God, I go on a tangent. I, to the people that stick around here, God love you. Thanks for thanks for standing by. And while I'm on that subject, can I just say there are three or four of you who always drop into my DMs and let me know what you think of the episode. And I bloody love that. So please, by all means, drop in, tell me what you thought, good or bad. I mean, look, good, good's better. <laughs> just keep, keep the negativity to yourself. But if you took anything from it or you're going to do something from it or made you think about something in a different way, or even if you have a difference of opinion, I'd love to chat to you. I just love the conversations. It means that I'm not just talking into thin air. Like all I see is numbers on a page and I don't know who you are. So I would bloody love to know A, if you listen and B, what you thought. And while we're on that topic, uh, I'm just going to just put out a little bit of a, a thirst trap and say, can you please leave this little old podcast a review so that we can get it in as many ears as possible? We already have 19 five-star reviews on Spotify. Love you all. But you can write actual words if you use Apple Podcast. So if that is your platform of choice, I would bloody love you to leave a review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, now that's out the way, let's get into the meat of the episode because that is really what you're here for, let's be honest. So I popped this on my Instagram a few weeks ago and asked, do you want an episode on my productivity hacks for mums? And you said, hell yes. And so that is what we're doing here today. I am obsessed with productivity, with time management, with finding more efficient, effective ways to do shit. And I've just ramped that up since becoming a mum because, quite frankly, we have to or we don't get the shit done and then we feel crap. So I've just made it my life's mission to get really expert in this. Like, I don't know how expert I can get. I have a few um, neurodiversity issues that challenge me um, in and amongst it. However, I'm giving it a red hot crack. I'm just doing what works for me. And what works for me might help some of you, or it might not. Like, it's things that you can try, that you might already do. It might just be reinforcing what you do, and then you can be like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm doing all this shit already. Look at me. Yay. Or it might be like, yeah, I could give this a go. Or it might be like, fuck that. Like, no, that's not for me. So let's see where you land out of all of those three categories. I feel like that's always the filters that we should have when listening to advice. Like, is it a fuck yes, a hell no, or I'm already all over it, then great. I will preface this episode with the overall intention for me of increasing and sustaining my productivity is always, always, always to have more time for me. That is always my goal to have more time for self-care. I am the self-care queen, self-confessed, self-professed self-care queen. 
And so I am always looking for ways to integrate more of that, please, into my life because I know that that is what fills my teapot, that allows me to pour elsewhere, that gives me all the joy, that gives me all the energy, that just keeps the clock ticking, if you like, in the right direction as well. That's my overall goal. You might have a different goal. That is something that you should reflect on in advance of listening to this episode. Like, what is your goal? And again, you know, we'll touch on it in the episode, but the more you know what is important to you, i.e. your values, then you can always bring how you spend your time back to those. So for me, it's always about having more time for me. That is not selfish. That is self-care. And it is absolutely critical for me to show up as the mum that I am, as the businesswoman that I am, as the friend, daughter, wife, colleague, human that I am. I need it. I need it. And it's a non-negotiable. Okay. So I put it out on the gram. What questions do you have? Just to help me kind of think about like what to cover in this episode. And there were a few that came back. So thank you so much to those of you who submitted. I always feel like I'm putting again things out into like the outer space and it's like sometimes people bite and give you something and sometimes they don't so when you do can you just know that this little mama does a happy dance in her room because she's got some some things that she can make sure that it's meaningful content she is producing hopefully the first question that I'm going to cover off how do you structure your week well first of all I'll start with do you structure your week Partially. That is because I think everybody can relate to this. No two weeks are the same. So not only are we transitioning as mothers from season to season, but our kids are transitioning in their developmental stages. So whilst I can be in a routine one week, it completely flips the other week. However, I have a broad, like high level structure for my week that I feel like I've nailed over the past nine to 12 months that does not falter where possible. That is the caveat. Like obviously sickness comes up, shit gets flung over the fence. You have to deal with, you know, with a family. So it's, there's three of us and we, things happen um, that rocks the structure of the week. But broadly speaking, my strategy for structuring my week is based around the rock pebble sand analogy essentially I'll try and do a bit better of a job explaining this than I did in my workshop the other week (laughs) no pressure Claire so you may have heard of this it was an academic giving a lecture on time management and productivity to his students and he got a jar and he filled it with rocks and he said is this jar full And they all said, yes, it is full. Then he added some pebbles, shook it around a bit so that they fell between the gaps. And he asked the question again, is this jar full? And they said, "Uh, yeah, it is full. Hmm, cool. Then he took some sand and guess what happened? Yeah, that's right. He filled the jar with the sand. And so he was able to demonstrate that it was full, but it had the rocks, it had the pebbles and it had the sand in it and all of that could fit in the jar so he emptied out the jar again and this time he started with the sand so he filled the jar with the sand well there was no room left for the pebbles and the rocks 
And so the point of his this analogy is that if you start with the, the sand, and the sand in this analogy are the non-essential things, the things that don't really need to be done could completely be left out of the week and there would be no impact to anything. There's no room for anything else. So it's critical for productivity for you to do the prioritization and understand that we need to put our rocks in first. What are your rocks? Those are your non-negotiables. Those are the things that are absolutely essential to the running of your family, of your life, of your business, of your kid's life. Of So for me, if I give you some examples of my rocks, my non-negotiables like these have to happen every week. So I'll start with my work days, my employed work days. Like they are non-negotiable. They are Tuesday to Thursday, about 7.30 to 4.30. That is my non-negotiable time employed in my work. Now, I can flip the days, but I don't ever, unless I absolutely have to because of a work requirement, because then it just throws off my other rocks on my other days. Then I have my client work on a Monday. So no matter what happens, I have to do client work on a Monday, at least for part of it. I also have to fit in my mama who'd my way work on a Monday because that's my only free day. So then around that, I've got daycare pickup and drop-offs and Josh and I agree on a Sunday who's doing what. And obviously it can change. And sometimes one of us gets the call like, oh shit, I've been held up. Can you do it? But I have to factor in my daycare pickups and drop-offs. I am now a Pilates gal. Oh my God, who is she? Okay, I've done it for a week. However, I've joined um, a Pilates studio. It's um, Pilates reformer and rowing. So full on, but I'm committed to two classes a week. So they are absolutely my rocks. At this stage, it's looking like a Tuesday at 5.50 a.m. <laughs> and a Friday morning um, because they have a crash. That leads me into my next non-negotiable, which is my bear day. So that is my bear Friday. The whole day is bear. And on occasion, I have had to put them into daycare because of work commitments, like private work commitments, my business says. But broadly speaking, that is, that's what I commit to and I want to spend Friday with him. What else have we got in this season? That's an important one because it's the season I'm in right now. And some of these things will come off my plate and I won't be doing them certainly as rocks in the future. One of those things is I'm getting one-to-one coaching at the minute. So it's via Voxer, which is like a voice memo app. My coaching is a non-negotiable that I fit in the day, but it can be done anytime. Another rock that I have is weekly planning. So I will sit down with my trusty sidekick which I will talk to you about shortly and I will plan out my week so I write a big long list of everything that I want to get done and then I fragment that section that out into the different days a new rock that I have is a money love date so every single week I will sit down I will work out my expenses I will look at where I want to cut back where any big expenses that might have come in and then try and plan for the week ahead and I'll also do my zero reconciliation as part of that so that's called my money love date my self-care stacking 
date. So I try and get at least two of these in, but I definitely commit to one and that is on a Tuesday morning as well. So the idea is that I do my class um, 5.45 or 5.50 till 6.30 and then I do an hour of or 45 minutes of beach walk and coffee and podcast and that's my self-care stack on a Tuesday morning. Then I go home and I work. I've been doing that for months and months and months and I've rarely missed a Tuesday and I rarely will miss a Tuesday for anything. Even if it's like a work commitment, I'll try and bring the, the beach walk earlier because it just feels so good. And then of course I need to do um, the podcast planning, recording, editing. So that is a non-negotiable that I have at the moment. And I also do a time block of one nap time, either on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday for life admin. So it could be that I need to get like this week, it's um we're get, we're changing electricity providers. We're also looking into solar energy and I'm leading on I've taken that on. I could be doing the food shopping online, like whatever two hour block, like one to two hour block I need to kind of get all the life admin stuff done, like appointments, health appointments, whatever, get them in the diary. That's another rock. I think that's all the rocks. Oh, I've got Create Club. So I'm a member of a group of creatives who get together once a week and we do a Zoom call. And whether I can make it live or not, I always watch the call and that is a non-negotiable. So those are my rocks that I can kind of identify right now in this season. Obviously, I've got things that fit in to the day on top of that that are just structural, like making the dinner, doing the bath time, and then my 15 minutes of bear time a day, dedicated mummy and bear time, like 15 minutes, that slots in there as well. They're not really classed as rocks. They're just part of the fabric of the day. So hopefully that gives you an idea and you can kind of start to think about your rocks. Then we move on to the pebbles. And those are the less important things, but they still need to be done or they would be nice to do, like really nice to do, like you want to do them. So for me, that's things like appointments. So right now I've got multiple medical appointments to do with um, lupus, with mental health, with my gastric sleeve surgery, the dentist, I'm getting hectic dental work. So there are a number of appointments, but I don't class them as rocks because really I can be quite flexible on which week that they go into. Then I've got beauty appointments, so they're very flexible, um, but I do want to do them where possible. Sometimes they need to get sacked though. So like really only now, because I've had my eyebrows done, like tattooed, and I've had laser hair removal, I only need to do my lashes and my hair. That's all I do. I have started doing my own fake tan. I've got rid of my nails so that I can afford the gym. My Instagram posting is important to me because I'm looking to, you know, build the business and spread the mamahood my way word. So I do commit to that, but I will also take the week off if I need to. I will not hesitate to take a whole week or two weeks off. It's um it's definitely a pebble, it's not a rock, and I make that clear to myself like I don't feel the pressure to have to post all the time because we're not robots and sometimes we just don't want to be on Instagram. In-person meetings are absolutely either pebbles or sand. Virtual meetings would be my pebbles so like for example today I'm meeting my hopefully my new accountant that could quickly move into being a rock but right now it's a pebble because it could have been moved. Emails again 
I treat them as pebbles unless they're absolutely critical um, so as not to be in constant like just email churn. I don't strive for inbox zero in any given week. Probably only once a month do I try and strive for that because it's just too much to manage amongst all the other things and it doesn't it doesn't feel important to me. And then my mama who'd my way emails again I'd love to do be more strategic and be more structured with those but right now I'm just kind of going with the flow and doing it when it feels good and I know as a reader of emails I'm not expecting them it's just as and when I'm not looking out for a weekly email like I don't want to put myself into this I send a weekly email or a monthly email it just doesn't feel essential to me right now so that's a pebble and then we move into sand so that this is all my social stuff this is where all my social stuff sits like it's not essential but it's it's nice to do but it definitely is is completely not essential like I could go a whole week without having a social situation I prefer not to but I need to think of it as sand because otherwise my priorities for this season of life my expansion word of the year is not going to happen if I'm filling my diary up with coffee dates and brunch dates and drinks and shows and dinners and it's just it's not the season that I'm in so coming back to what I spoke about last week and in other episodes and how what I speak about in my intention setting workshop it's knowing and understanding what's important to you right now and for me social stuff there's definitely room for it there's room for the sand but I have to put in the rocks and the pebbles first going shopping so going to the supermarket and getting stuff like absolutely sand like I will rather just have a toasty for tea than spend time walking the supermarket so if we've run out of food and the online shop isn't due until next week we'll just make do unless Josh can go because I don't prioritize that as a good use of my time even when I'm with Brody it's just not important I've made the call I will go to the supermarket if it's raining and there's nothing else to do why would I be in the supermarket when I could be at the beach or doing something habit stacking in some way like Brody loves to help me in the house so we get chores done when he's there and yeah it just works for us so we just don't go to the supermarket again in-person meetings if I can catch up with you in virtual like virtual and cut out travel time I always will so that is a massive productivity for hack for me I will ask people to come here as well. Like we have a pool, we have an outdoor area. It saves having to like try and keep bed awake between naps or sleeps. Like I just much prefer hosting these days. We never had a house with any space. So we spent the first couple of years of our relationship always going to other people's houses. And now we have the entertainment area, heaps of toys. And we're getting um, one of those forts, like cubby house things. Um, for the front garden as well so it's just so kitted out to have people over and that is a productivity hack because I can do stuff right up until when people arrive then they arrive and then I've got no travel so oh there's people across the road getting solar panels how funny that's cool I'll have to ask who they used in doing this little plan for the podcast episode I did realize that time for Josh and I has quickly become sand quicksand in the last few months since we got back from Scotland so that definitely needs to change and we as a couple will become a rock 
But this season, we're just acknowledging that we are very much accelerating in our businesses. Each of us, we're sorting out a lot of financial stuff and accounting and business structures and processes and all the things. There are things that need to become rocks and I'm very aware of that and they kind of are in on the shelf. <laughs> They're on the shelf. The rocks are on the shelf and need to be put in the jar. My goodness, that was a long answer. The next question that came up was what tools do you use? So last year I discovered the best, better than a calendar notebook. It's dateless and it is called the Productivity Planner. And it's basically allows you to write down everything you would like to achieve that week in priority order so you think about the most important things and it frames it as if you were to do nothing else these are the things I have to do then it's like secondary secondary important things then it's additional and then it's like everything else so this is your rocks your pebbles your sand so then you take everything and you work out how many things you want to do a day How many things have you got capacity for around the daily structure of your life with running a household and looking after the kids? How many things do you want to fit in and when can they fit in? So I sit every single week that this is a rock. I sit with that book and it's usually better if I do it on a Sunday. It just feels better. I don't go into the week feeling discombobulated. And I write down just everything. I just brain dump. And it changes and it flips and flops, but it's okay. And it it just feels, it works for me. I've looked at, I've used so many other planners, like unbelievable amount. Can't remember who recommended this to me, but I think it was an Instagram account that I follow. But the Productivity Planner by Intelligent Change. Oh my God, I, I'm going to get another one. I'm nearly run out of the first one. I will share it on the gram after this episode is out. Other tools that I use in my week. So when I am thinking about how many things that I'm going to do, I use the MIT method. So what are the three to five most important things? MIT, three to five. If we overcommit, if we overthink it and we just, we put down way too many things, all it does is overwhelm us. But if we just go with three to five, however feels comfortable for you, depending on the scale of the the things that you have on your list, then you're more likely to get the things done. And then if you're left with time, you can pull things from your master list into that day. But the key is do not overwhelm yourself with a huge long list of things. That is one of the worst things that you can do. Another tool that I use to support my productivity is, of course, prioritization so productivity is nothing without knowing what is the most important thing we need to prioritize what is the thing that has to be done because it's time sensitive or it's really going to make a difference to your business your life your job your family what are those things and do those things first so it comes back to eat the frog I don't know if you've heard of this um, book eat the frog but I am obsessed I like used it with my team when I had a team it's basically a strategy for prioritization to help people identify and then do the difficult tasks and the idea is you do that challenge and task and then everything else after it is easy so it's a book by Brian Tracy I haven't actually read the book in full but you don't really need to you just need to know the concept eat the frog and it comes from um, a quote from Mark Twain 
who said, if the first thing you do in the morning is to eat the frog, then you can continue your day with the satisfaction of knowing that this is probably the worst thing that will happen to you all day because eating a frog is no fun. So eat the frog. It works, I swear. How many times have we faffed about in the morning, done the easy things like the low-hanging fruit, and then we get to the afternoon when potentially your energy levels are lower after lunch and you can't be fucked. And then the thing just gets rolled over to the next day. And then we do the whole thing again. I have done it so many times until I stopped. And now I eat the frog. But it's 80-20, right? Like we're not always going to be perfect. I use what's called the Pomodoro technique. I'm sure you've heard of this, or if you haven't, the Pomodoro is that tomato timer that you've seen. You set a timer for 25 minutes or 40 minutes, and then you take a five minute break. And then you rinse and repeat however many times you want. Ideally, you would do four rounds of this, and then you take a longer break, like say half an hour. I'm not super strict on the time. I think it's just the principle that's important taking the block of time, uninterrupted time, putting your phone on aeroplane mode so you're uninterrupted and you just bang out a heap of shit. It's amazing what we do when we don't have our phone to pick up beside us. I have done this so many times where I've been in the middle of something and then I just all of a sudden my phone's in my hand and I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm scrolling. It's just like second nature now. And I think a lot of people will be able to resonate with that. Technology is great until it's not, hey? Understanding my ebbs and flows is really important for my productivity. So I know that I am most productive in the morning. So that's when I've got my creative flow on. I'm able to do lots of um, big, meaty projects. I'm able to have really challenging meetings. The afternoon, not so much. So I need my meetings to be the lighter meetings, the easier things. I wouldn't have a big committee meeting on a, on an afternoon if I could avoid it. It's when my brain starts to not shut down, but it's less functional. I swear by lists, obviously, as I alluded to with the, my use of the productivity planner. Lists are my go-to. But I always have a master list. So instead of having lists everywhere, all over the house, I will always go back to the productivity planner. If I note something in my phone, in the phone notes, I'll transfer it into my master copy so that everything's in one place. I make sure that I make feeling good my highest priority. So if I am not feeling good, then I take a self-care break. And then the final tool that I use, it's not really a tool, it more links to the next question. but tidy space tidy mind tidy space tidy mind so I did a little reel the other day that was just showing my five minute whip round that I do every morning just to reset the space from the night before or the morning's carnage that's you know what can happen with kids hey you leave a room for 30 seconds and you come back in and it's trashed so five minutes on the timer I literally time myself because otherwise I'll lose track of time and then it eats into what I want to do later or next and so yeah set a timer do my five minutes square up and that is my reset and it really helps encourage my productivity I'm a firm believer in making our spaces really inviting and nice and inspiring for productivity. The next question that I got was, how do you stay motivated? And I'm just going to preface this by saying, I don't always. Like we are humans, we are not robots. As I said before, 
we need to have compassion for ourselves. And I just try and stick to or embody the 80-20 rule. So if I have, you know, 80% of the week is generally productive, five or six days of the week, and one or two aren't, that's okay. Like I do not beat myself up. But I do feel that my mental health suffers when I'm not productive. Like it's just, it's one of the things in my personality type that makes me feel good. All the personality tests I do, it's basically all about high achieving and productivity. That's just what comes back. So that's really important to me. It's one of my values is growth and delivering and moving things forward. But um, it's not always going to be the case. Like my uh, mental health means that sometimes I'm on full charge and I'm like a bloody tornado. And sometimes I'm, I can't think and I'm a sloth. Like I get brain fog really easily and I just don't have the ability to process information. So that is when I need a circuit break. And this is another thing that I do to help me stay motivated. It's like when you have a toddler and they're having a tantrum and you know that if you just take them out of the environment that they'll calm down. Well, you need to give yourself that the same courtesy. So take yourself out of the situation. If you're feeling like you're just losing motivation, go for a walk, listen to a podcast, have a bath, read a chapter of a book, like whatever it is that's going to just recalibrate you and your brain, do that thing. And then really think about if you're if you're struggling, a lot of the time it can be overwhelmed. Like what is what is making you have that productivity paralysis, which I used to suffer from something chronic, believe it or not. And I will share, I'm sure, in another episode, some stories about what that looked like for me and how I actually overcame it. But I still struggle with it today. I'm not immune. Like these are only ever tools. Like fundamentally, the fabric of my being is still the same. I struggle to process and organize myself. But all of these things really help me. How do you overcome that productivity paralysis when all you can fathom doing is is having a nap? Well, what's the one next step that you can take? That's the question I ask myself. What's the one action? What's the one thing I can do just to inch me forward? And often that's enough to catalyze the next action and the next action and the next action. But if I stay stuck in paralysis, then all that's going to do is feed my frustration. So I really try and and either write down like what is going on for me right now and then think about once I've had that, once I've got that clarity, usually the next step comes to me. I think that is all I want to cover in how to stay motivated without going OTT down deep into the specifics of my soul. What I would like to leave you with is this cannot be done alone. If you do not have support, from a partner, from family members, from people around you, no matter what your family situation is, you cannot create this kind of productivity. And it's only when you ask for help and and put forward what you need that you can create this. So I was able to say to Josh, I need to share the daycare pickups and drop-offs because I need to fit in my Pilates class, which is a rock. I need to fit in my beach walk, which is a rock. I need to fit in my self-care. I need to fit in my early morning starts with work because I know that in the afternoon, I'm not as, you know, I can't work till six o'clock. 
that's just not in me. I don't, it doesn't suit me. It's not going to be productive for my employer or for me. So we had to have that conversation. And likewise on the reverse, Josh has his good for Josh nights. And we had to have the discussion of, well, when would that fit? And what does that look like? And how often and blah, blah, blah. So you need to ask for what you need. That is fundamental. You cannot do this alone. If you don't have a supportive partner, if you're in a relationship and you don't have a supportive partner, it's time to have the conversation. Like this is just not, it's not fair. It's, it's not fucking fair and it's not necessary. And why should they get to decide and you're just at the mercy of what, what their timeline and their schedule and their productivity is? I see this time and time again and it is so fucking frustrating. Is the block that you have in your life from being able to do the thing that you want to do actually real? Or is it a block that someone else has put in your way? And if it is, can you ask for that block to be removed? Really think about that. Josh runs his own business. And yes, he would prefer to start work at 5.30 every single day. And some days he has to. And some days it's too hot to work later in the day. Some days he has to travel for two or three hours. And I do have to flex. And that's absolutely, that's compromise. That's a relationship. But when he doesn't have to, then he won't. Because it allows me to be able to pick up some of my rocks. And my rocks are really fucking important right now because I've gone through this hectic health journey. And sometimes we do just have to ebb and flow with each other. Like we're not always equal in the same season. It's a a really interesting conversation. Like sometimes as partners, we need to sacrifice. I've done it at times with Josh and he's doing it with me in this season while I get my health back into, into peak condition. All right, mama, leaving it with a little bit of tough love there. Hopefully this inspires some dinnertime conversations on where you can create more space, more time for the things that you want to do for your rocks, for your pebbles, and then you can sprinkle in more sand. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was so much fun. I literally, I'm such a geek over this stuff and I could talk about it all day and it's like it's a never-ending work in progress like this is stuff that I will continue to learn because I'm just committed to nailing life as much as I can and not feeling like the hot mess that I used to be I would love to know if there's one thing what is your biggest takeaway like one thing that you can put into practice today don't leave it till tomorrow, do it today, put it into practice, like what is one thing that you want to do that is going to help you feel like you have your shit together, because you do, you're fucking killing it, no matter what, and we always, always have to just hold on to that, because that's what's going to motivate us to keep going, and keep trying, and keep making things better for ourselves, all right mama, that is it for another episode, I look forward to seeing you or being in your ears next week. Mwah. <laughs>